Hey everybody, Pastor Rick here. Welcome to Here's the Deal. I'm grateful that you are joining uh, me today. Um, really, really thankful for all of your comments. And man, I, I, I've seen uh, some of you at church and you'll talk to me about the, the program. I'll see you at the at the grocery store. You'll talk to me at the, about the program. You'll email me, text me. And I want you to know, I really dig that. I like to know that this program, Here's the Deal, is having some sort of impact in your life or a friend's life or a family member's life. So thank you for uh, joining me here uh, on this Wednesday. I uh, want to just challenge you, please go to our uh, Facebook page, Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman, and like it. That, that's really important. Go to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman and like the page. Um, go and download the, uh, the podcast. Uh, those are things that really help. And then obviously at the end of this, like it and get it out there to your family and friends. Today we're going to do part two of, uh, you know, uh, disciplines that every man needs in their life, Okay. But before I get into that, I want to take us back to something that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. And I think that the more uh, people are listening to previous podcasts I'm, uh, or broadcasts, I'm getting lots of questions on previous shows. And I can't always do this, but I, I, want, to, I want to take us back. Uh, and in John, in 3 John, okay, in, in 3 John chapter uh, or verse 13 and 14. Third John has no chapters, okay? There's just 15 verses. It says this, and though this was written thousands of years ago, it is so applicable today in our lives. It's, it's crazy. So John has written this letter to a group of people, a group of Christ followers. And he says this in verse 13. He said, I had much to write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. Two verses at the end of this very short letter that he writes, but they are just profound, that they are incredibly weighty and uh, very relevant to today. Basically, what John is saying is this, hey, I have some things that I want to talk to you about, but I don't want to write them down and send them to you through the mail. I don't want to do that. We, we need to talk about these things face to face. And let me put it in a modern-day context for you. Basically, what he's saying is, is, hey, listen, I got something I need to talk to you about, but, but I don't want to email it to you. I, I, I don't want to text it to you. It's more important that we, we see each other face-to-face. -face. Maybe, maybe we see each other face-to-face -face over a Zoom call or something like that. Okay, And why is that? What, what would stop? John from just putting down what he wanted to talk about in a letter. Well, I think there's lots of things. There's lots of reasons why 
John didn't want to write to this group of people about some things. He wanted to see them face to face. I think part of it is he, he, he wanted them to, 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 to be able to look in each other's eyes, if you will. You, you, you can see a lot when you communicate with somebody, when you're looking at somebody's face, their inflections, their tones, whatever all that might be. And here's why I'm bringing it up to you. I think all of us need to heed that. All of us ought to memorize 3 John 13 and 14, especially in the world we live in today with, with Facebook and Twitter and uh, texting and emailing and all those kinds of things. There are plenty of things that we can text each other about or email each other about. There's a lot of things that we can write a comment on on someone's post or blog or whatever. But there are some things that you should not email to somebody else. There are some things you should not text to somebody else. There are some things that you should not write down in a comment on a Facebook page and post. There are some things that are better off being handled face-to-face or at least over a Zoom call. And wise is the person, wise is the man, woman, Christian, you know, disciple of the Lord who knows when to go, you know what, I got something I need to say, but the best thing is, is not to send an email to this person. The best thing is not to send a text. The best thing is I contact them and have a Zoom conversation with them or we meet and have coffee so we can actually talk. I can't tell you how many times I've sent an email off to somebody and they totally misread what I had written. Totally misread the, the, the email or the text or whatever. And I, and I had to call them because I, their response back to me on email or text was just so bizarre. I had to call and go, hey, listen, did you misunderstand what I was saying? And by the end of it, we were golden because they did misunderstand. There have been many times when people have sent me an email or a text that I've totally misread. And once we talked face-to-face or even over the phone, it was cleared up because I could hear their tone and their voice or their inflection or whatever all those things might, might be. And so let 3 John 13 and 14 be a guide you know, for your life, especially in the world we live in, where we can just send emails off just like that, texts. Um, we can, you know, put posts out there or comment on posts or, or, or whatever, okay? So that's my challenge. Memorize uh, 3 John 13 and 14. All right, here we go. Part two of, you know, disciplines that every man needs in their life. I, I shared last week with you this this passage from uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. He says that everyone that competes in the games goes into strict training. Okay? In other words, if you're going to compete in the Olympics or you're going to compete in track and field or football or baseball or you know soccer or whatever it is, you know what you do? You, you, you start training. 
I'm I'm the varsity baseball coach at our school here, Big Valley Christian School. Right now, we just started practice. Our kids are now going into strict training because we want to be the best that we can be. And so we are training now. And I think that what Paul's trying to say is, is here we are as believers, and uh, we're down here on planet Earth. Uh, we're not in glory yet. God wants us to be salt and light. God wants us to be his ambassadors. God wants us to live holy and righteous lives down here. And man, we got to deal with our flesh. We got to deal with the demons. We, we just got to deal with the culture. And so, hey, we want to be successful believers down here. And so it takes strict training. We need to discipline ourselves to really be the 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 best ambassadors for Christ that we can be or to be salt and light at a, at a high, high level. And last week I gave you three, three areas you need to work hard in or three disciplines that every man needs to have. And the first one was scripture. You need to work hard as a man. You need to discipline yourself as a man to get into the scriptures. You need to read the scriptures. You need to study the scriptures. You need to meditate on the scriptures. You need to talk about the scriptures. You need to memorize the scriptures. And it ain't easy. It's hard. Your flesh does not want you to read the scriptures or study the scriptures. Man, the enemy does not want you to work hard at this. But if you want to be the man that God wants you to be, guess what? You got to work hard at this. You got to discipline yourself to get into the scriptures, get into the word of God. And I challenged you last week to do it in the morning. I I think you got to work hard to set your alarm 15 minutes early, earlier than you normally get up. Put your, you know, I have an automatic coffee maker, and so it just goes off in the morning. So when I get up or my wife gets up, guess what? Coffee's waiting. Set your coffee machine a little bit early. So when you get up, you can go out, pour yourself a cup of coffee, sit down at your table, and spend some time reading the scriptures. Or download the Bible app, Bible.is, and listen to the scriptures. It all begins right there, guys. You fumble that one, and you're never going to be the man that God wants you to be. Never. So it begins with working hard at scripture. The second thing I told you last week was that every guy has to work hard at prayer. This is where you, you shut your Bible, and you begin to talk with God about the things that are going on in your life or whatever. And as I said last week, Man, I know, guys, prayer can be an awkward thing. You know, there's nobody around. It's one thing if you're talking to your wife or your kids or your friends or whatever, but it's another thing to talk to a God who is basically invisible. Now, just because he's invisible doesn't mean he's not there. He is there. He's listening to every word that you're praying. But, it, but you got to work hard at that. And so after I read the scriptures or listen to the scriptures, every morning I spend time praying for my wife praying for my three kids, praying for my son-in-law, my future son-in-law. I pray for my son's girlfriend. I pray for uh, uh, some of the guys that I'm in a Bible study with. Uh, I pray for the staff at the church that I work at. I have a list of people from the church 
that are struggling with health issues or whatever. I spend time praying for them. I, I just am going to take some time and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for some friends of mine who don't know Jesus. And so I'm just going to talk with God for a while. And you got to work hard at that because it just doesn't come natural to us. And then last week I talked about relationships. You got to work hard at relationships. Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, guess what? He had relationships down here on planet Earth when he came, right? He got together with a group of guys. He had 12 guys that he hung out with. And one of those guys was a knucklehead. Judas went sideways. Judas, you know, really didn't want to hang out with Jesus. And you're going to find, guys, that in your life, you're going to find some knuckleheads. And they're not going to treat you right. They're, they're going to betray you. They're going to do whatever. But don't let that stop you. It didn't stop Jesus from having buddies in his life. And so you need to have relationships. I have a group of guys that I do life with. I get into scriptures with. I laugh with. I, I pray with. Whatever all those things might be. And you have to work hard at that. And so these were the three things we talked about last week, right? I'm going to give you two more. All right, here we go. You ready? Here's, here's a new one. You got to work hard, guys, at serving. You got to work hard about caring about others. That's another way I, I, I can put this. God's expectation of every man is that we would be in the word, we would pray, we would have relationships, but we would also serve. We would use the one life we have to make a difference in other people's lives. And let me give you a few areas, guys, that maybe you might think about serving in. Why don't you host a small group of guys at your house? Why don't you call up one or two guys and say, hey, Let's get together every week and, and you be the tool. You be the one that encourages a group of guys to, to, to meet. Maybe uh, get involved, serve on some uh, nonprofit board in our, in our city or your city, on some parachurch board. That'd be a great way to serve. How about, why don't you organize a missions trip? You don't have to wait for the church to create something. Why don't you get some guys together and say, you know what? Why don't we go down to Mexico and, and bring the gospel down and we'll do it in the context of building a house or something like that. Why, why, why don't you volunteer down at the gospel mission? There's a whole bunch of places right here at, at this church, Big Valley Grace, where you can serve. You could be an usher. You could be a greeter. You could work in the information center. You, you could work in the cafe. We need more children's workers. You could mentor a teenager. There's lots of places where you can serve. But I want you to know something. you got to work hard at this. This is one of the areas that I think is really lacking in a lot of men's lives. They're not investing their one life in the service of others. And when you think about the second greatest commandment, right? The first is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second, Jesus said, is just like it or equally important. And that is that you love others the way you love yourself. You care about others 
the way you care about yourself. And guys, I want to challenge you. You need a place where you serve, okay? Number five, and this is the one I'm going to end with, and that is you got to work hard at accountability. And this is different than relationships. They sound the same, and they may have a, a feel like they're the same, but number five is you got to work hard at accountability. I want you to know something. When you read through the scriptures, Jonathan made David a better man. There's no doubt about that. Okay, uh, Barnabas made made Paul a better man. Uh, Paul made Timothy a better man. Right? Jesus made the disciples better men. And Accountability is a big part of that. Now, one of the things that happens is accountability we tend to think of as something negative. Okay, and I want to make sure you understand this. So, so some guy blows it, they do something stupid, and you go to him and say, hey, listen, I want to hold you accountable, you know, or whatever. I, I don't think of accountability that way. I don't think of it as a negative way. I think of it as a positive thing. I want to, I want you to be hold somebody accountable, I want them to hold you accountable to get into the scriptures. In other words, it's proactive. I, 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 I want to hold you accountable to work hard at prayer. I need guys to help me, you know, be accountable to prayer. I, I, I want to be able to hold guys accountable to their relationships or serving. And I need men to do that in my life. In other words, accountability isn't just something negative. Where oh man I blew it now I need to have you know you know somebody hold me accountable no accountability is one of those great things where you're holding someone accountable to something positive we all need that in our lives guys every one of us and by the way you could take these five things that I've shared and every gal needs these things every teenage boy every teenage gal needs these five disciplines in in their life. And here's what I'm going to do next week. It's going to be a great show. It's, it, the, the, it'll be the very first time that I actually have some guests on the program, Lord willing. Next week, I got uh, Hector Marquez. Hector Marquez is our men's ministry leader on our series campus, okay? And I'm also going to have on Doug Beachler who is uh, a leader here at our church, but he's more, more importantly at this moment, or for my purposes next week, he's a leader in our men's ministry here on our Modesto campus. And we're just going to have a dialogue. The last two weeks, I've talked about disciplines that every man needs, and now I've got these two guys who are going to be on the program next week who are going to talk about the men's ministry in series, the men's ministry here, and the value of those ministries. And so I want to make sure you, you tell your friends next, next Wednesday, right? At, at noon, they can watch it. They can get the podcast uh, or whatever, all right? Hey, listen, I uh, love all you guys. Make sure you, you like the page. You know, here's the deal with Rick Countryman, Facebook page. Go there, like it and all that. And we'll see you here next Wednesday. Blessings, everybody.